the star of Mr. Sunshine, Matthew Perry. Our cast and I just said, what about Nick Jonas? He said, he's a pretty good actor. And I said, okay, great. Someone tell me who he is. <laughs> Super Bowl champion wide receiver Greg Jennings. You are going to go to the White House. Who will dare talk smack to the President of the United States? I'm definitely betting on uh, probably 90% of the guys are going to say something. A long snapping expert, Adam Carolla. We don't call ourselves long snapping what, experts. What do we We're, call ourselves? Well, it's like you just say black belt. You don't say black belt <laughs> karate expert. Black belt says it all. Matthew Hasselbeck. It was a good play call in the huddle. You know, strong left slot, Z left, E17 power. You just doesn't get got to get it out good. You got to fire up the troops. <laughs> I don't download many podcasts, but when I do, I prefer the Rich Eisen Podcast. Presented by Papa John's, is your host, Rich Eisen. Welcome to the latest edition of the Rich Eisen Podcast, presented by Papa John's, fresh back from the Combine in Indianapolis, Indiana, getting ready for the NFL Draft that is going to go down in Radio City Music Hall and the last weekend of April, we are here talking about everything that did go down in Indianapolis. We're sifting through all the paperwork and all the film and all of the uh, jabber that's gone on back and forth amongst all the experts and all the people in the talent evaluation community about what did we just see, what are we going to see at Pro Days, and how will it all come out in the draft wash. We're going to talk with Blaine Gabbard, who is the top quarterback on so many people's draft boards, except in the eyes of some. Maybe Carolina has Cam Newton on that draft board. Uh, we'll talk with Blaine Gabbert from Mizzou here on this edition of the podcast that will also wrap up with Nick Bakai giving us a little bit of a unique take on what he thought went down at the Combine, what he thinks the Bills may do. And may, I may also bring up not only Tiki Barber, but also Tom Brady's ponytail with the unique takes from Nick Bakai that's later on in the podcast. But right now we're going to talk with two of the guys who I respect greatly for their knowledge and also their senses of humor. And I love working with them on the air, so why not have them together on the podcast first? Uh, Charles Davis joining the Rich Eisen podcast for the very first time. Good to see you, Charles. Hey, good. Thanks for having me, Rich. This is a thrill. The voice of the Rich Eisen 40-yard dash <laughs> yes. at the Combine, Charles yes. Davis. And I love that. I love having that that, that reputation. That's I love great. being that guy. Because you are I, that guy forever. I, and I'm going to end it here. I told you there. Mm -hmm. It is so true. Everyone wants to know when you're going to do the 40. <laughs> it's sort of nuts. It, is, it has become, you know, it's just become an event, uh, um, you know. In and of itself. It's, it's the cherry on top it is. Uh, of, of, of the it's combat. Great. And also joining us here uh, on loan from the BS report from Bill Simmons <laughs> is Michael Lombardi here on the Rich Eisen podcast. Thanks for doing this podcast, Michael. I, I, I appreciate loved, it. I love doing your I podcast, you but I also think you should have each 10 yards sponsored next year. Like the first 10 sponsor, <laughs> the next 10 sponsor. Under Armour will probably sponsor all four of them after said, I just ran in their shoes. And you said cherry on top reminded me of Steve Mariucci's performance at Steak and Shake when he devoured the cherry on top. Yeah, you know what? Because we talked about that on, on the, the pre-combine podcast because I wanted to give everybody a sense of what it's like to be at the scouting combine. And I brought up the steak you and shake. You did bring up steak and shake. Because steak that, is, th that is a – we saw Hugh Jackson was strolling yes. through the steak and shake that night. The year before, eating by himself in the steak and shake, the godfather of the fire zone blitz himself – was, uh, Dick, was LeBeau? Dick LeBeau, LeBeau. Dick was sitting LeBeau, yeah. there having a double-double and some fries, <laughs> and Marvin Lewis came strolling in, because it is like a sort of a nexus 
of of uh, of eating, and, and it's on the way to hotels where most of the coaches are staying. Were so. you guys there the nights that the Utah Jazz strolled through and the Golden State Warriors? No, is that did that because happen? Because they were both in town while we were there, uh-huh. and I had spottings. <laughs> you know, is that the right? next day, hey. You know, saw the jazz. I saw the jazz. I said, "Where steak and shake? Of course, where else?" That and that's amazing? exactly how it is. Everyone ends up at steak and shake at some point. Yeah, but in Mooch, put, Mooch put on a show. Although he'll, <laughs> he'll be upset because you know he doesn't like us talking about his eating. Because, yeah, because he'll catch it at home. Well, yeah, he'll catch it at home. Oh, I'm so, yeah. Gail, Gail, but uh, he put on a show <laughs> that night. I'll tell. I don't care. <laughs> we don't uh, he, he, you know, we all have the shakes. We all have the shakes with the, with, with the burgers, right? <laughs> and then to. and then he goes, what are we having for dessert? <laughs> and I'm like, you had the dessert with your meal, man. What is the shake if not dessert? Uh, so then he ordered a sundae. Uh, and devoured it. And devoured Housed it. Housed it. Hold uh, a second. Know. He went dessert after a shake? Yeah. And it was gone as soon as Chris Johnson ran the 40. It was about the same speed. <laughs> 4.24 seconds. No wonder, he had to go to, no wonder he had to leave and go do the Game Breakers show exactly. because he needed to work out. Fantastic. Let's talk about the latest workouts then um that everyone was uh buzzing about and that is cam newton and ryan mallett's pro days on the same day what what have you heard about both of those workouts charles i'll start with ryan mallett throwing the football best Mm. one in the draft just if you're talking about someone who just wants to throw the football ryan mallett is that guy i mean we can put anyone else up there a lot of them throw it well ryan mallett's special throwing it now the rest of it and I'm not even getting to the off-the-field stuff. Let's just start with on the field. The 40, what was it, 5-3-7? You bet seven-tenths of a second. Better than yours. Faster than me. And that's it. And you don't train. And I'm in a suit. And I'm sitting on my ass <laughs> and for five and a half hours on live television before would, would a live go, warm-up. Would you go with the turkey sandwich prior to I want turkeys. I do it every year. Every the, year. The lunch is turkey with on, on, on whole wheat. On because whole wheat. I do, I, do, right. I do have to we maintain some. We should get some to sponsor that sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I went, I went turkey with cheese and and uh, and and wheat, uh, a little bit of uh, a little bit of Swiss, a little for, Swiss for protein. Extra no mayo, protein. Though, no, no, right? no, 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 no mayo. Can't have the so top. Have the... I do have to, like I say, I do have to maintain a little bit of uh, of it's nutritional beautiful. value the day before I run it. But five three seven, five three seven. Not do you make pretty... anything about that on the quarterback? Not I mean... really. And and here's why: if he has the feet to move around in the pocket and create throwing lanes, I don't care what he runs in the forty, because he is going to be in in a sense. Ryan Mount will be his own blitz protection and blitz control by how the ball gets out of his hand. Remember we used to talk about Marino Marino's, like that? Yeah. And, and Ben Roethlisberger always makes that shoulder shake. shake He's constantly... and, and knocks people off. If, you right. can, if he can do those things, he'll be fine. We don't care about him running the 40. But throwing the football, he was terrific. I, the the off-the-field stuff, they're going to have to quantify that, figure it out, get to it. But Michael said something on our Path to the Draft show yesterday where he talked about Ryan Mallett, if he doesn't go in the first round, the top of the second round, he becomes a frenzy. And I think someone gets a steal if he puts it together because this kid is something. If he gets past Thursday night is what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, I think it takes all the pressure off him, Rich, and then it allows him to just go in there and develop as a quarterback. And Charles's points well taken. The 5-3 concerns you, but this isn't Dan McGuire. This kid has a little bit more movement. He has a feel in the pocket along with the big arm. And Petrina rolled him out and moved him around a little bit. And as far as playing football, this guy's a very good player. He's smart. He makes some unbelievable throws. He also disappoints you with some throws like the one against Alabama. <laughs> Oh. We talked about, but he's there. There's a lot of talent, and we have to always think about what he's going to look like moving forward. Sometimes right. we get too focused on college players where they are today, and they're like diamonds that just need to be shaped. And the good coaches will shape the good players. Where do the red flags come from? I mean, where do these things come from? We all, they, everyone keeps talking about alleged, reported right. drug use yeah, on his and, part. And, and if he's not popping at the combine, and he's not popping uh, on some other drug test, where does this stuff? Where does this stuff come from? I'd love asked. to know where. 
It's well, all past. Well, no, but past what, though? I mean, are, are agents well, who are not been, re- he's been who arrested he, who one he spurned time. talking about this stuff? Where he's does been this... arrested one time for public intoxication, so that's on record. And all the other stuff is, is has to get cleared up. But Petrino will go to bat for him in terms of his football intellect, his his work habits, although it doesn't transpose itself into his body shape because he doesn't look he doesn't like look he's worked all. hard. But he does work hard mentally, and he prepares himself. He's a son of a coach, as Charles pointed out many times. He got into your alma mater at Michigan. Yeah. And so he's, well, but he, and he also how many because we've talked about we talked about this on our combine mm-hmm. broadcast too, the the graveyard, if you will, of collegiate transfers at that position, right? Is is full? I mean, it's you vast. could maybe name on one hand. Aikman, right? Aikman, other other Aikman guys who have transferred who have succeeded and moved on forward to a professional yeah. career. Who else? I mean, how many how many have been able to actually go from one big school, transfer, to go another. to another big school and succeed just as well? They yeah, set records every year that yeah. he's at that school. Most now, of the time you transfer and you drop down a level. Right. You uh, go down to one double A. And he's done a tremendous job of, of running that offense at Arkansas, and he put Arkansas on the map in terms of their ability to win. He's won games, and I think that's important. And, Michael, as a, as a, as a GM, as a player personnel guy, when you hear about public intoxication, as a typical rule, okay, now we'll investigate that farther. What does that mean? You got all three of us were on a college campus. You yeah. know what public intoxication was usually when you got arrested? Mm-hmm. You had a beer in your hand walking down the street. Right. Right. I mean, that's that's usually what it was in college. And then you found out you weren't allowed to do that. I mean, that's those those are the type of things that happen all the time. They have to investigate what that really meant that night. Was he publicly intoxicated? Did he tear up a bar? Did he do something else? Probably not. From what I heard, he had a beer and he was out in public and he he was going down the street and you're not allowed to supposed to be drinking a beer in the bar. Yeah, but you're hearing you're hearing a lot more nasty stories in regards to Ryan Mallett. To me, to me, what this means, Rich, is, again, with our homework and with all the team's homework, when did these things happen? All right, we, we keep it. He'd ask about the alleged drug use when we were at the combine. Remember, he was up at the podium. Uh, he was not and, happy about and, answering. And it was a question, frenzy, so. wasn't it? Remember, yeah. it started and he tried to answer and hit another. And then and you and know then, it's coming. And then it's another red flag. About right. How could he not have been prepared for these questions yeah. before he came to the combine? Well, I love how everything can be viewed as a potential <laughs> red. Any right. scenario in which you pop your head out See, for I, you know for yeah. public consumption could be somehow construed as a red flag. At and the I thought, and I thought, in a sense, guys, tell me if you think. I'm totally wrong. I thought he was somewhat prepared. And yeah. what I mean by that was they asked him and he said, I'm going to talk about that with the teams. Right. Mm-hmm. That yeah. wasn't good enough. I Remember? He, you know, well, that because that also enough. means he, he, why can't you just say it didn't, didn't happen? Be, Let's move on. Yeah. Because right. if I'm talking about with the teams, I mean, well, maybe there's something to it. And that's, that's putting blood in the is. water in the media. Yeah. And the teams need to determine, here's the point, is whether this is maturity issues or this is who he is. And I think that's the question. Oftentimes, we've all been to college. We've all done things that we regret. And what we do in college should always stay in college. However, are these going to be problems when he shows up on an NFL campus? Are is there maturity issues? Are they just truly who Ryan Mallett is? If the last thing was 2008, yeah. and you know he's been tested right. and checked Absolutely, since yeah. then, now we're talking probably maturity. Now right. we're talking that it looks like he's starting to grow up and get it. I mean, these are the things that have to be determined. But I if it, it happened last year mm. during the season... That's going to be a major Different problem. Story. But I find it interesting that you say that maybe it's important for him that he's not drafted on Thursday night, that he doesn't have the label of first round yeah. quarterback. Even if it's just, even if, even if he's picked 33, right. mm-hmm. he's technically a second day, second round quarterback. And that 
gives just a, a different sense of pressures that's put upon a young man right. trying to succeed in the NFL, even though it's just one pick different right. between first yeah. and second. The round. risk and reward becomes much greater for the team. The risk is less for the team. The rewards are greater for the team and for the player as well. He, he's going to get a second contract if he's great. If you're a great quarterback, whether you drafted as Matt Hasselback in the fifth round mm -hmm. or somewhere else, you're going, to get a, you're going to get a contract. Matt Castle proved that. He was drafted in the seventh. So I think the ultimate determination here is you don't want to reward him initially. Second round, he's, it's not all secure. He comes in, less pressure, puts in a system. All of a sudden, he can take off. I, I think that's the perfect scenario for him. I think he'll handle that much better. But his pro day was... Throwing the football was lights out. Okay. It was lights out throwing the football. I talked to a couple of people that yeah. were there, and, and Mike, I'm sure you got yeah. the same thing. People just raving about his ability to throw the football. And I've said it a million times. I'll say it again. He ought to just walk around wearing a shirt, Rich, that says, <laughs> I will, my arm is bigger than your arm. Yeah. You want to throw? I mean, yeah. that's how he is. He swaggers into the room. Let's right. go. You want a piece of this? And then he goes out and does right. it. The kid is dynamite. But my Twitter account blew up when he ran a, four, a five, <laughs> three, seven. People were like, can you imagine. can get him. You can you get can him. Get him rich. Carucci even retweeted somebody who wrote that I had, like, a, tweeted that I had seven-tenths of a second less of a time uh, than his or worse. And uh, Carucci said, oh, you know, Rich has got to just start working on the, on the deep middle passes. And <laughs> you I, got a chance. I, 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 just, I tweeted back, baby steps, Vic. <laughs> baby <laughs> steps. Gotta, when you throw that bang eight. There you it's go. Over. You throw so the bang eight, it's done. What are you hearing about Cam Newton now that we we saw his private workout mm -hmm. for the media, and then we saw his combine workout where we were the only media there, right. and a lot of people were very critical of oh. the way he threw the ball in Indianapolis. Although I was physically there, you right? were there. You know what I mean? I saw it with my own two eyes, and I know he sailed some passes mm -hmm. here and there, but I. I I didn't think it was that bad of a workout in Indianapolis. What about I, his pro day? I never thought it was that bad of a workout in Indianapolis. I always thought that when you went to Indianapolis, they just wanted to see your drop back, right. your mechanics, how so, it comes off of your hand, you throwing unfamiliar receivers, all that. Moving on to his pro day, 56 of 60 throwing the football. Now, in raw numbers, that sounds fantastic. What I got from people that were there was ball placement was pretty good, too. It wasn't. I mean, we can all be 56 of 60 throwing the football in mm -hmm. these drills if we choreograph it right, but is the ball in the right spot? Is it going to keep the receiver running, or is it going to slow him down? Is, it going to, is he down here in the shoulder area on, 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 the, on, the, on the post, in the skinny post, as opposed to up here and exposing the guy? What I got out of that was that he threw the ball pretty darn well. I actually talked to a GM last night who said that his scouts were calling him, saying it's a pretty impressive workout overall, especially considering the conditions. Had windy conditions, and now they know that that big arm is for real. The ball cut through the windy conditions. Footwork, still need some work on that, raw on certain things. To me, it's going to be classroom work for him. Classroom work, and will he show that work ethic that he plans to make that jump from the spread offense to a pro-style offense? If he does that, I think the sky's the limit for this kid. You know, when you leave the combine, I left the combine, Cam Newton was a top-10 pick talent-wise. That's Cam Newton, the player. Cam Newton, the person, has a lot of investigative work mm -hmm. to do. You've got to go back to Florida, the computer incident, what actually transpired there, what happened in college, what happened on campus at Auburn. I think those are the issues that are going to keep Cam Why? Newton. Why, though? Because if, if he did take uh, – if he did steal a computer when he was 18 – and he, or he threw it out the window and the campus police were coming in or whatever the story is. Or if his dad did say to Mississippi State, I'm, my kid's coming only if you pony up. And if he, even if he did know about it, 
What does that matter moving forward in the well, NFL? I, I think it does matter because I think you want to determine whether this is the kind of character kid you want to put in your locker room. Is this the guy you want to give all the money to? Is this the face of your franchise? I think you have to be very careful to before you put that label on a player to make sure you're good. Now, obviously, I talked about maturity. Were there maturity issues? Has he grown out of them? Look, there's no comparison between him and Jamarcus Russell. Cam Newton likes football. Jamarcus Russell never did. He just worked out for the $30 million. He got it. He went home with it. He doesn't even try to come back now. You know, so that's past performance. But I think that this player, Cam Newton, does like football. He likes to win, and I think he excels in the competition. I think as you get to know him more, if he's willing to work hard, I think he's going to be a very good pro, not in a classical style of offense. I think it's going to be the Cam Newton style of offense, and the, and the team that has a vision for him is the team that will be most successful in pick How much, So, But you're saying Jamarcus Russell's account is a strike against him in the eyes of some Scouts, no, you I think, think? Or I is think it just it's just chatter for the media? I think people because chatter because there is because it's Jamarcus I think Russell, it's but it's not the same kid. He's a big arm, SEC quarterback. It's not, it's not, it's not the same unfair. kid. It's unfair. They're two different kids. What about Vince Young? A lot of people are because he can run, he can throw. I mean, I, I just think like Vince better Young. Than Vince by far. He you think he's got a better arm than Vince much, Young? Much better arm than Vince Be- Young. Better mechanics throwing the football. The one thing, the, the thing where I make a comparison with he and Vince, though, is how they galvanized a team in college. See, I was at the Rose Bowl when they when they won the at the Rose Bowl when they won the national most title. Most incredible single and game performance I've ever seen. Phenomenal performance. Even, I mean, ser- yeah. until Mike Vick's uh, right, Monday right. Night Football right, game this right. year. Seriously. But 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 going back to that, in they were taking the team picture. You know, every everybody takes your team picture at the bowl game. So they're mm-hmm. the Rose Bowl. Tex take the team picture. I'm outside the gates waiting to do some stuff, and all of a sudden I hear this unbelievable call and response going on on the team while they're waiting to take the team picture. And it's all Vince leading it. Mm-hmm. Vince leading it, team following. I'm talking about unanimous chorus, not just a few guys, the whole deal. And it was like that all year long. You look back at Auburn this year with Cam Newton and watch where early in the season he started that little tradition of it started the fourth quarter. We run down and acknowledge our fans. By game two, that whole team was down there. He would call a huddle on the sideline. The whole team would come up. If you go to Auburn and ask his teammates, see, right. this is a big strike for him. Mm-hmm. They'll follow him anywhere. To me, the biggest issue for him, and Michael, you have to help me on this. This is what I've gotten from a few guys in the league. The cheating on the tests at Florida, the alleged cheating on the tests, is a bigger issue to them than the laptop and the daddy issues. Why? Why? Let me tell you why. Because they feel like if he was cheating on those tests and someone else was writing the paper, someone else was taking the test, are you going to take shortcuts all the time on me? Are you gonna Are you gonna spend that time in the film room? Or are you gonna last, find a way you'll out? You'll be last to show and first to leave. Bingo. That's yes. what That's what they're that, more worried that, about than anything else. That's that's, that's the translatable offense. That's from, the one. The, 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 lap, the, lap, the, the, the laptop. Okay, you made a mistake. You bought a hot computer. Okay, you shouldn't have done that. Daddy issues. Asking for money. Listen, he's not the first guy to come in this league that maybe got right. a little extra in his scholarship exactly. <laughs> than right. other people. Right. But as far as the cheating on the test, is that mm-hmm. who you are? Is that your character? Because they have and, to know that. But the funny thing is, oh, oh, sure, go ahead. Take Michael. it forward. Uh-huh. When we give him the money, what's he going to be like? Right. Is he going to become Vince Young? Well, you'll he... never really know that, though, well, right? Because that, you... that's a perfect point in what you just said. Vince Young, you see how he's a leader of men and they're yep. following him. People are going crazy for him. And now what he's turned into in the pros is, is he is he is basically the 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 face of lost opportunity uh, for somebody who came out. I would well, actually let's not. That's too strong. I think Jamarcus Russell's probably that face. But right now he is he's the face of a guy who who maybe can't be followed. And right. think and think about what number chance he's on because you guys have to help me with this. Remember Vince came to the league and just took off. Right? right. Remember rookie of the year. So everything he went to was the going, Pro Bowl. Right, going Pro Bowl. Next year gets hurt, gets dinged a little. 
And then there was a question, do you want to play or not want to play? Didn't want to go back in the game, didn't want to go. All right, so that happened. And then, of course, the big deal that night, we can't find Vince. We heard he has a gun. We mm-hmm. have this. Everybody's worried about him, all that. Remember how he kind of lost yeah. the locker room? Yeah. But he gained it back. Remember, he got the locker room back. And then this year happened. And then he tells, tells Jeff Fisher on the way out, I'm not walking out on those guys. I'm walking out on you. Yeah. yeah and then That's tough. Something worse than that, he called him more than you. Yeah. Um, yes, he did. And, 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 <laughs> um, but in that respect... Uh, Vince had never ever really faced adversity in 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 a game situation. Actually, he did. Well, I mean, how so? In college, I, I can tell you because I was there. Sure. This is one of those ones I was there. They're getting ready to play Texas Tech, and Texas had been struggling. They got whacked by Oklahoma again. You remember when they couldn't mm-hmm. beat Bob Stoops? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Struggling on offense, blah blah. Mac Brown and Greg Davis, the offense coordinator, called Vince in and try and get him. You know, okay, then look, and they put on his high school highlight tape. This is the kid we want to see. Mm-hmm. This is the guy we want. Privately, if he doesn't play well against Texas Tech, there's a big discussion by the coaches at Texas. Is he better off at wide receiver? It was that close. No kidding. He plays Texas Tech that night. He and uh, who's the running back? Um, Cedric Benson. Mm-hmm. They destroy Texas Tech. Well, Vince is over two. Vince is like 150 rushing. Two plus two, 250 passing. Cedric Benson's 175, 200 rushing. They destroy Texas Tech. He never looks back. It was that close, Rich. So, but how do you, how, how can you know what Cam Newton's going to be like? Because, again, you're right. I mean, maybe he has faced, Vince a has faced, uh, a right. little bit. But in terms of ever being looked at yeah. uh, cross eyed by fans, he <laughs> never really, he would always been placed on the pedestal, Vince sure. Young. Cam Newton, however, yeah. has already been through a little bit of a baptism here, a lot, actually, yeah. from the collegiate level. Maybe that can help I, I, him I move think, forward. I think his just his whole behavior in this workout, he came in, he's not taking things for granted. I mean, Vince Young today still thinks he has a chance to go back to Tennessee. I wrote about this this right. morning. I mean, he's so unrealistic that it's hard to communicate with him, whereas I think Cam Newton has a, has an infectious smile. He has a personality sure does. that you oh. can get to him a little bit, and, and assuming that he doesn't have a posse around him, the Michael Vick, early Michael Vick, mm-hmm. if you have a chance to deal with him one-on-one, and you can relate to him, and he can buy in and meet you halfway, I think the guy can be very successful. I think Vince Young's unrealistic approach to the game is what's keeping him away from being a good player. He's not willing to accept the fact that, hey, I haven't worked hard enough. I haven't done the things I need to do. I'm Vince Young. I can just show up. No, you can't. you got to play hard. Your teammates lose respect for it. I think that's the key. And we'll learn that in the next couple of weeks about about Cam Newton. I think he can. And yet, uh, Brian Billick, who just joined Twitter mm-hmm. this past week, no, isn't it great? He he tweeted all day on Wednesday that he that wouldn't take him. It would not. Don't right. take Cam Newton in the first round. Yeah. That there is going to be some people who will do it, but don't. Why? Why? Why do you think? Uh, well, I, I think Brian, that, and that's a prevailing thought uh, on the is. minds of. Uh, oh, there's a, a lot, lot of teams. People. There's a lot of teams that aren't going to want to take Cam Newton just like they're because of the spread, because of what offense is he going to run, how does he fit the work habits. There's a lot of common denominators through the teams, but I think the team with a vision that has a place in mind and Vince will meet him halfway will be the team that benefits. I, I think his talent is first round. I think there's some other issues that you have to clarify within your own self. You have to ask your team, what do we want to become as a football team? Can he, Cam Newton run that team? And if he can, for example, I get criticized on Twitter. Cam Newton's not a West Coast offense, so I don't think he'll fit for Jay Gruden at Cincinnati. Right. But I do think he could fit for Buffalo with Chan Gailey because he wants to move a quarterback around. Chan's I think, always had a move quarterback. So I do, do think he could go there. Do I think he could fit for uh, Jim Harbaugh? Yeah, I do. 
I do think he could fit for Jim because I think Jim will change the offense, plus Jim's competitive nature, if he warms up to Cam Newton, will be infectious into Cam. Yeah, yeah. you think he'll still be there at 7, though, is the question. I'm looking at both of your mock drafts right now. <laughs> yeah. Charles Davis mock draft 2.0, yes. which means you've done two of these. I've done two of these. Okay, I'm trying to pace already. myself, Rich. You better, because it's a marathon, not it, a sprint. It really is. <laughs> Trust me, you can pull a hamstring very easily. Uh, Michael Lombardi mock draft 3.0, yeah. which means you've done three. They've been beating me up on these <laughs> tremendously. You've done three before before we even hit double-digit number of days in March, that could be a mock draft record. I know. And I've been, I've it's been, unofficial. I've been roped the dope into these tremendously. 3.0. You have strike on these. I am going to pass on this. But I, I, I think... You've got Cam 3 to the Bills. I think this. These, I think teams, quarterbacks, are getting evaluated. I think Blaine Gabbert will be the cleaner quarterback for a team mm-hmm. to structurally come in. I think Carolina has to pick a quarterback. I think this whole rhetoric about, well, Ron Rivera is a defensive coach. You're not going to win the league unless you have a quarterback. You know, you got to. He's, he's a head coach now. <laughs> Poor Golden Dome or Jimmy. He's he's out. He's, he's, he's yeah, done. I think he's it's been one reliably, and done. I mean, it's been, been reliable. Yeah, but you take well, a look at their offense last year. It wasn't just him, man. Was it? Was well, it no, really it wasn't. Just him? But I think the practices and John Fox isn't there anymore. So there's a lot of people who aren't there. So you're getting information about what happened at practice, and it's been reliably reported to me that Jimmy Clausen was worse in practice than he actually displayed in the game. And do you remember during the weeks where John Fox wouldn't even announce who his starter yeah. was? Well. You know, t- that's because because everyone else was concussed, right? And everybody else wasn't buying into what was going on at practice either. So Brian St. Pierre got called in yeah. and stood like and a couch and started and started and on started. Sunday. Yeah, so I, I think Jimmy Clausen is is probably going to be on the back burner in Carolina. Rich, you remember the the issues we had going into the draft last year? Remember all the things that swirled around Jimmy Clausen? Of course. O- almost none of it was really about talent. No, it was about attitude. Yeah, it was about Jimmy not think. You know, Jimmy. I, Jimmy, yeah, Jimmy didn't think anybody could uh, touch Jimmy. You know, I mean, Jimmy, Jimmy, it's like the Seinfeld Jimmy. Jimmy likes a lane. I'll, I'll tell you what, Jimmy's going to get upset because you're saying they're going to draft the quarterback Jim, over. But him. Jimmy likes a lane. Jimmy, but uh, but but you go back to that, and I asked people this year. I covered mm. the Panthers. I think I had like three or four of their games. When you talk to people away from it, it came back to the same issues I heard going in didn't really grab that offensive line to try and pull, you know, as quarterbacks need to do, try and get yourself with that offensive line. Didn't really grab teammates during that time. You talk to Jimmy, though? You Mm -hmm. sit down and talk to Jimmy Clausen? I felt good when I talked to Jimmy Clausen. Every time I talked to him, I'd walk away going, I like what this kid has to say. He seems like he kind of gets it. He seems like he goes, then go talk to people weeks later, and they're telling me he doesn't get it. Yeah. So you're saying the Carolina Panthers are going to go quarterback, yeah, and that, you say you say they're going to go with my next guest, Blaine Gabbard. I think so. And I, you say they're going to go with... I say that they're going to go with Cam Newton. I think that the momentum continues to build all the way up. It's a brand new regime, okay? you got a chance to start fresh, the 1,000-watt smile of this kid. He does. And, and we're hearing about rookie wage scale, which may make it less of an issue yeah. about if you go out and get a Cam Newton. And here's the last part I'm going to say about this. Remember how we did with Tebow last year? The momentum kept building towards the draft, and we finally got – he's going to be a first-round pick. We don't know who. Michael gave us the blueprint about who would take him, the type of a team that would take him. It's the same thing with Cam Newton. You're starting fresh. Have some creativity. Do some things. And the last thing they want is to not draft this kid, and he becomes Michael Jordan, and they end up drafting Sam Bowie. But shouldn't you take him to – would you – you'd have to start him from day one then. In Carolina, right? I mean, unless I, I, you I, just I, told me all about Jimmy. Me, 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 and, me, and, and, remember, and they were two and fourteen last year. No, I know that, but you also don't. I mean, all I'm the, hearing about 
about camp, big arm, big, you know, big smile, which, by the way, uh, when he was done with uh, uh, an interview with us on, on the set, when, you know, yeah. I, I, I talked about the elephant in the room right off the bat with right. him by starting the interview by saying, you know, with Mike Mayock, Marshall Falk, and um, and me uh, here on the set, that makes four entertainers and icons. <laughs> right? Yes, he does. And so, and so he, he, he opened up a little bit about that, but he had a, a thousand-watt smile when he was done with the interview. Uh, Matt Pomeroy, our, our manager of research, came up to me and said, there are 32 PR directors of the NFL that would kill to have Cam Newton. Just, just, just by I that I mean, it really, it really is. You can sell tickets. There's no doubt about that. But... All you hear about it is his footwork is raw, and this yeah, is raw, and that's, that's raw. Can he be day, can he be day one? Can he that's be a day have one? Coach. Look, take the take two plays Ben Roethlisberger did to win a game. The New York Jets. He gets out of the pocket two times on the final drive. If they punt the ball back in those situations, mm -hmm. the Jets are going to come back and probably win the game, go to the Super Bowl. Right. But Ben made unique plays, and I think when you have a quarterback, you must draft somebody who can make unique plays. Or if you can't find somebody who's so unique, then have somebody who can be precision like with the football, a la Aaron Rodgers. I think. Gabbert is the latter. I think he can run the game at the line of scrimmage, a check-with-me offense with Gabbert. And I think with Cam Newton, you're going to have to have those unique plays. And those unique plays will allow him to play as a young player because Carolina has a, has a running game if they go in that direction. Carolina has an offensive line that can protect them, so he can grow within it. But those unique plays that Donovan McNabb made in his early career in Philadelphia, that Mike Vick made in his early career, are uncoachable. And I defy anybody to say that Cam Newton can't make those and, plays. And those also help young receivers become better receivers because he buys time for them yeah. to continue to get open, and that's what the Panthers have. They have a bunch of young receivers. So the question is, is, is Gabbard? A, a Matt Ryan type guy? Can think, he day one come in? And, I, I think and, he is, Rich. I think you have to sit down and say, okay, look, Bill Walsh told me one time the search for the perfect player never ends. And so we have to stop looking for the perfect player at quarterback. He doesn't exist. But the answer, the question you must ask yourself, if we don't draft Gabbard, who's going to be the starter? If you're Arizona or if you're Cincinnati or if you're one of those teams that don't have a quarterback or right now, Carolina. who's going to be our quarterback? But we Let's go full circle here. You just mentioned if, if Ryan Mallett's sitting there at the top of the second round, he's the guy. What about pick number 33? Well, or is that too much of a risk? Or what you do is you pop back in in the lower uh, that, 30s or the high 20s to maybe go get yourself is. Ryan Mallett and you get yourself a guy, a beast on the end who's going to have to, because you have, you're also in a division where you've got to bring down Matt Ryan, you got to bring down Drew Brees, and you got to bring down a behemoth and Josh Freeman. But the problem so, is they traded their second round pick for a receiver that uh, was a quarterback to New England. And they don't have a second round pick, so now they are trapped to the third round. Now they could easily trade their first round pick next year for a second, but I, you know, I think they want to avoid doing that. And don't been, forget, they did that recently with Ota. They've been doing that all Jeff the time. Ota, they've been they doing that do all it. the time. Time and they need to stop doing that. I think they need so to. So you say they go go get Gabbard. I think they have Not to fix the quarterback. One. If you're if you're a new coach, draft a quarterback. Look, I've told this to Jimmy Mora, who's with us now at NFL Network. You know, he goes into Seattle and they think they're going to be great, and so he drafts a Sam linebacker that basically gets some. If he drafts Mark Sanchez there and rebuilds his program. He's probably still the head coach of the Seattle Seahawks. I think the time is now, and you have to stop messing around with this stuff and go forward. I think you, you can't put it off. You can't mix and match. Oh, we can get a guy in the second. What happens if you get a guy in the second? Chad Henney. It's not good enough. Now we're back to picking a quarterback. Miami, they picked Jake Long. Nice left tackle that fits. Three Pro Bowls. Three Pro Bowls, but, but they don't have a quarterback because Chad Henney, and I like Chad Henney coming out, has never become accurate enough. Wouldn't they be better off with Matt Ryan?
I think they would be. No I, I, think, I think they'd be really happy with him right now. So I have a question for you, though, yes. Charles Davis, that you can p piggyback on to Certainly. Mike Lombardi. I'm looking at your mock draft. You've got Newton, number one overall mm -hmm. of the Panthers. Nick Fairley to the Broncos. Fairley apparently blew up his yeah, pro day. crushed it. Uh, Daquan Bowers to the Bills. Yep. A.J. Green to the Bengals. Well, you know, I don't want to get into the wide receivers just yet. Yeah, and, and don't, don't forget, they need a quarterback, too. But that's appears. what I'm saying. You, get, you then go Gabbert to the Cardinals, which I think the Cardinals would be ecstatic and about. I think, but and, the question and the Cardinals is, may be crying because the Bengals may jump on that That's my question for you. <laughs> is the Carson Palmer situation the biggest current story yep. that's in the NFL right now that could affect the NFL draft? I think the first person Charles and I saw when we watched Cam Newton throw was Marvin Lewis. And yep. he's there for a reason. I mean, he's if he thinks Carson Palmer's coming back, he's not there. He'll let a scout go there and get the information. Maybe he's looking at Fairley. Maybe and, he's looking at and he'll be a no. Gabber, he'll I, be a Gabberts too. I think he's going to be everywhere at quarterbacks. I think he realizes. Look, they they were they told me we wish Carson Palmer, the Bengals administration, said we wish him well in retirement. They're moving on. They're taking him for his word. They're going to move on, and I think they're going to use that pick to pick a quarterback. I really do. And they have a new offensive coordinator, yep. so it's going to have to be somebody that Jay Gruden feels comfortable with, or Mike Brown feels like they can build around. And they're praying that they're praying that it goes in the order that I have listed. Why aren't they, Michael? If you're the Bengals now, you're praying that Newton's off the board already, or or Gabbard's still available yeah, because because they don't want to draft Newton. I can't imagine that Newton would be the guy to fit what they're trying to get done with mm. Jay Gruden and that that new offense. Gabbert fits, yeah. and I just saw that kid. Mooch, Mooch is doing that Game Breaker show, mm -hmm. and they're at API where they're working. I just saw Gabbert at API. He's got a presence about him, and it is one of those things that you know you can't really define. But all of a sudden, I kept finding myself doing this, Rich, when the kid was in the room. I kept noticing him. Mm -hmm. I kept sensing him. I kept feeling no arrogance. He's not a loud guy. He's not a look at me guy. Mm -hmm. But he carries himself like he's the guy. And I thought that was really impressive. Well, that's a perfect segue since he's coming right now um, yeah, on I, the phone. It'd be, I like it'll it. be really good. I think he's, you know, he's a parade all. I mean, this kid has a history to being a great player. Yeah. And sometimes we, because we start quarterbacks lower in the draft, it's shocking to us for him to be the first pick. When Gabbert probably has been the best player all along in this draft once people have we had just a chance didn't know to worry about it. And I, think, and I think he will be. And well, I think Cam Newton's going to go as early. Now, I know Charlie Castley's going to do a mock today. He doesn't see Cam Newton away. Is this, is this Castley 1.0? This is Castley 2.0. Oh, it's 2.0 for did him? One at the, we did one with him. At, he'll have him 2.0. But you could do Castley 22.0, and he's never going to put Newton in the first no, round. he doesn't want any he part of him. He doesn't see him. So. I've heard he, he doesn't want any part. He didn't I, want any part of yeah, it. And here's the crazy thing is we just talked all this great stuff, and we didn't even get to wide receivers. Julio Jones, who I thought had the greatest yeah, combine of anybody. Tremendous. It was an incredible combine, with, certainly in the light of what Cashley reported, that he had a broken foot the whole time. Von Miller, uh, who I guess San, a, a San Francisco scout Likened, Rosano, the, yeah, X, X, right. likened not, no to Vernon Golston. And he, and he also has Blaine Gabbert going in the fourth round. So yeah. uh, there's a lot of disagreement there. That's the beautiful <laughs> thing about scouting is everybody has an opinion. And Gabbert's not going in the fourth round. Well, I mean, can't imagine. You, you, you know, I think they have to temper everything. I think, you know, that's He clearly is not doing mock drafts for television. No, no, I think that's, you know, <laughs> it's gonna, and, and, you know, time will tell. But I, I think I think he's uh, I think he's probably a little bit uh Killing a player that doesn't deserve to get killed. I mean, it, you're it, a Golston expert. You love, you love, yeah, well, you I, love well, talking well, I, about how Vernon Golston's crap. I think Vernon out. Golston wasn't a good college player because he was never had a history of being a good player. 
at the school that everybody lived off the two rushes against Jake Long. I hate when people do and, that. And he, and he was a flurry guy. Yeah. It you was, know, he'd get his sacks and flurries. I had him, got him against Ohio State, and he got three. He told me like two years ago, if he turns into an NFL player, I will walk back to he, Rome, he, he, right? He knew yeah, it. Rome. Okay. Yeah, you called it. To, you would walk to Rome. Up through Greenland, coming no, yeah. down in. That's what he said. He would walk to Rome. He would walk to Rome. So it's yeah. like every time there's a story about how Golston isn't isn't doing very well, I get an email from Michael Lombardi saying I've still I, I will still walk there. And then and then when Tannenbaum said uh, we're releasing him, I got the email from Michael Lombardi saying looks like I want. I don't have to make that wall. But I I think here's a key point about Golston. He was great players come to school as freshmen and they dominate. And they're great right away. And they play well right away. And when you pick a guy in the top ten, you want a guy who has a little bit of history. I mean, Cam Newton couldn't play at Florida because of Tim Tebow. Mm -hmm. Understand. But when he went to Blinn, they won a junior college championship. And when he's come to Auburn, he's dominated. So players that play well early. And you look at Blaine Gabbert. You're going to talk to him? Yeah. His career at Missouri, he stepped he, on that campus, sat, sat, sat and dominated behind, right away. Sat behind Chase Daniel, and then and then, and then took right off away. from there. So I think that that's why I always worry. Bill Walsh said this to me one time. We drafted Terrence Flagler in the first round. Uh-huh. We made a mistake out of Clemson. At Clemson, we took a we took him as a one year player, and we were looking forward. And after we found out he was a disaster, Bill made the comment to me, "I'm never taking a one year player and looking forward. I'm taking a one year player and looking back." And that's what I've always learned to learn. And live. that and that leads me really quickly to Nick Fairley. Yeah. Because that's what we're talking about with Nick Fairley. Monster year last year. Now look back. Right. That's what worries mm. you. That's what scares you. I love this discussion. This is fantastic. I wish we could go on and on. And uh, Charles, you, thanks. Thanks for having me. I, I yes, would love to fun. have you back. I'd Anytime. Love to have you back. And, and Michael, I'm you're welcome. Here. Well, I, that's not true. You're, you're always booked by Bill. <laughs> yeah, I'm I mean, Bill. I don't know if I'm in second position. <laughs> no, Bill, I, it's or, or Bill's in second. I mean, are we going morning Joe? I don't this know. Week? I like. I wish Sorry. we could go morning Joe. I, this you week. know, I just, I just don't. I, I, I just don't know. I think it's more. By the way, your boy, your boy Bill, just cost himself Super Bowl tickets for life. With his column this past week, where he just oh, I he, saw yeah, that. Yes, he did. Yes, NFL did. ownership. Although I which thought his was, business it, it, model I mean, was incredible. He, he, he is, amazing. I mean, article. it just shows why he why he is uh, where he is yeah. in his profession, and why many members of the media are jealous of of him and 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 his thought process. It really was a a brilliant a, a brilliant uh, construct. Even though, again, the 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 uh, con the content of it. <laughs> probably didn't reverberate very well in the offices of the National Football League. And it reminded me of a sports center that I did years and years ago when uh, they were involved in that in, in the fight about uh, why women weren't being allowed into oh, the yeah. Masters. Okay, right. remember the Masters, oh, yeah. the Augusta National? Yes. I was, uh, Augusta National was being involved with this whole argument Hootie with, Johnson. Uh, with Hootie Johnson. I forget the name. Martha Burke. Martha, Martha Burke, Burke yeah. right? Page oh, one of the New York Times. Oh, my gosh. There was this whole thing going back and forth. And uh, the Masters released their uh, a, a poll that they took of fans, and it was uh, basically every every result of the poll, according to them, backed up their point of view. But <laughs> their poll was so stilted <laughs> that I read the questions and answers in the Sports Center meeting just out loud, and they were just on its face, laugh out loud hilarious. <laughs> so I decided that night, you know, why don't we just read these aloud on the air? And not but just read them aloud on the air. Why don't I sit in a chair in a white dickie in a green jacket, (laughs) smoking a pipe with a blanket over my legs with that sort of master's music and call it master's polling moments. And I read the questions on the air with sort of, uh, you know, an air of of, uh, regality to it. And it was one of the funniest things I've ever done in my career. To this day, I'm proud of it. But I just knew at the time I was doing it. 
I was torching any opportunity you're I had not, not only to work the Masters, <laughs> or play but go to Augusta and ever, it, maybe in my not, lifetime. You're not getting the invite. No, I know. And that's what I thought when I read Bill Simmons' column. I'm like, wow, brilliant, incredible construct. Go Super Bowl. But <laughs> Here's a good thing for <laughs> Enjoy you. Enjoy watching from home, Bill. The Tiger Woods 2012 version will have the Masters, so right. you can always play the Masters on Tiger Woods Golf when you yes. start to do that, so yeah. that's a good thing. And I thought the Simmons column, I, re- I texted this to him. I yeah. said, you know, basically you've showed ESPN that they're underpaying you. Right. In the no. column. I mean, that was a big, that was a big he late said, column. He sent you something back? He didn't, he didn't answer that. Nah. I, <laughs> I, think, I think he proved the point, Charles, mm. that if he set up this business model, it would actually work, and I mean, they are actually underpaid. It, it, was, it was amazing. You remember the last thing about the Masters with that time, Rich, because when, yeah. when, 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 all the pressure comes on the big guys to, to comment. So Tiger mm. was the guy. Are you going to comment, you know, you're, heck, you're black. I mean, how do you feel about this, about women? And he said, you know, I'd love to see women get involved. Do you remember Hootie Johnson? We just want Tiger to just go ahead and play golf. Do yeah. <laughs> you remember that? Tiger should just Tiger should just focus on. I should stop to, talking about this now because I, I thought it's been it's been enough time over under the bridge. I, I might peek my head out at Augusta later this 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 uh, spring. You never know. Thanks for coming on. Thank you, Richard. I appreciate it. That's Michael Lombardi and that's Charles Davis. You can catch him on Path to the Draft every. Uh, uh, weeknight, 6 p.m. Eastern on NFL Network, also on NFL Total Access, also uh, on NFL.com. Yes. And Twitter. Yes. What's your Twitter address? At CFD22. And you're at Michael Lombardi, but only one L. Well, only one L. That's sort of that's bizarre that to me. It's sometimes I misspell Some, it. Somebody took the, the Michael Lombardi. So it's Michael Umbardi. Umbardi, right. yeah. And, it's just all, yeah. It's it all together. together. All right. That's, uh, these two guys, and uh, now it's time to talk to the person who Michael Lombardi thinks is the first overall pick in the draft. He's one of the most prolific quarterbacks in the history of Missouri football, and he joins us right now on the Rich Eisen podcast presented by Papa John's. He is Blaine Gabbard. How are you, Blaine? Good. How are you? I'm doing just fine. Have I caught you on the golf course? Because I, I saw what you tweeted uh, on <laughs> on Tuesday. No, we just actually got done throwing uh, with some guys. as our last workout before I head back to Missouri tomorrow. Yeah, so you are you are in Arizona working out, correct? Correct. Yep, I'm training at Athletes Performance in Phoenix. Okay, and uh, yeah, that's what because it did look like a Phoenix golf course that you tweeted out. Uh, it did. It was a. It was an awesome place. Where were you? Let's give a pop. It was. It was called Silverleaf Country Club. Ah, and Roy Green got you on there. Yes, he did. Coach Roy did. <laughs> you know what? I'll tell you, Coach Roy. He likes to golf. He, he likes does. To... He's not bad at all either. How good are you? I'm decent. Um, I'm working on my game. Uh, <laughs> I could, there's always room for improvement. Well, let though. me tell you something, Blaine. I mean, uh, the fraternity of National Football League quarterbacks, very strong golfers. Very. I, I, so I've heard. <laughs> you know, Romo. Romo tries to make the U.S. Open. Drew Brees thinks he can make the U.S. Open. Um, you know, Brady. They, these guys all have good sticks, Blaine. So I know you got to work on you got to work on your pro day. But the, I don't know if you feel the pressure's on on that front as well. I'm sure I'll have enough time in the future to to work on my golf game. So you're you're at the combine and you run the four six two and and that's about it. Uh, did you did you know that you'd receive a little bit of flack for not working out at the combine when you made that decision? Yeah, I figured. Um, I knew I was going to catch heat just because I was the only quarterback not throwing at the combine. But uh, looking back on it, I think I made the right decision, and I know I'm going to have a great pro day. So people are going to forget about the combine and just talk about that. And at your pro day. Uh, walk us through the process of how you're getting ready for that. Well, the biggest thing is just getting your script, just knowing all the throws that you're going to make and having those on paper. And then so you're able to tell the coaches that you're throwing certain routes at certain times and they know 
what kind of goes into it, play action or just a straight drop back. And then the biggest thing is just working with receivers, but with the whole collective bargaining agreement, um, that's kind of all up in the air uh, at this point in time just because of you're not allowed to have free agents or ex-college guys come to your pro day if you don't have any senior receivers at your university. So who who are you going to throw to at your pro day? Uh, that's what we're determining at this point in time. Um, like I said, the whole CBA deal is kind of throwing throwing everybody for a loop if you do not have a senior receiver or a senior tight end or running back on your college football team. So uh, we're just trying to find – I know there's some Division two and three guys in Missouri that, are, huh. that will be at our pro day, and we're going to work with them. Do you need me to do it? I, I'm, I might be available if you need me to do it. I think we could, we could use you. You know, I'm good for at least one check down. Pass. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if that's part of your scripted, your 60 scripted or not, but I can do it. I think we could fit it in there. But how hard are you going to throw it? Because I've heard, you know, I mean, people get broken fingers and stuff like that. I'm, I'm a high-priced on-air television talent. I can't have that, Blaine. You know what I mean? I think I, I'll take a little bit off it. Just a nice little <laughs> EV check down and get you some yards after catch. Thank you. Yeah, I'm all about the yak, by the way. <laughs> I don't know if you saw me run my 40-yard dash, Blaine. I'm, I did. I did. You are moving. Yeah, I was. Hey, I was seven-tenths of a second uh, slower than, than uh, Mallet. I almost got yeah. him. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> Almost got him. Now, I uh, who have you bonded with throughout the process? The neat part about the draft class is uh, quarterbacks all hang out, obviously, uh, mm-hmm. not just at the Combine, but at also your respective workout facilities. Who 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 have you met throughout this whole process? Well, I've, everybody. We've had great guys out here. J.J. Watt, A.J. Green, Greg Little, Christian Ponder, Julio Jones, Prince Mukamara, Roy Halu, all these guys – from around the country, we've all been working out together. But I really got that bond with Christian just because we are both quarterbacks and uh, we can relate to each other because we're going through the same stuff, throwing together every day. And then uh, we do like to go fishing as well. Ah, fishing. We go fish- fishing and golfing. Fishing and golfing. Okay. And so, Christian, uh, I mean, you are going through the same thing in a way, but you are, you know, you're being dubbed as the first overall pick. I mean, I just spoke to Michael Lombardi, who thinks you're going to be a Carolina Panther. I'm sure you're hearing mm-hmm. a lot about stuff like that. How are you handling the discussion of yourself being first overall, first off the board? Uh, the biggest thing is you just got to have fun with the process. You got to enjoy everything and take everything in stride because it's a once in a lifetime opportunity. Not a lot of people get to go through this process. And the biggest thing is I'm just having fun, enjoying every day, and uh, working hard to be that number one pick. So, uh, have you have you reached out to anybody who has been in this situation before? Um, and 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 pick their brain i know tom condon is your your agent my gosh he is uh the king of uh, the franchise quarterback at the next level <laughs> he is yeah i had the opportunity to talk with sam at the super bowl uh just about the whole process and uh, the biggest message he told me was have fun because um, you're not going to be yourself if you're stressing out and pressing you just got to have fun stay loose and i'll just show show you show people what you can do who did you speak to at the super bowl Sam Bradford. Sam Bradford. Okay. Well, how about Peyton? He should shoot them. I mean, Peyton's his his guy too, isn't he? Uh, yeah. I, I also talked with Eli. Okay. Eli Manning at the Super Bowl and Josh Freeman. And what so, are the, what are these guys telling you about life at the next level? Uh, it's uh, it's a lot of time consuming. That was the biggest thing, and you got to manage your time wisely. But uh, they all, I know, they enjoy it, um, and they don't. They wouldn't have it any other way. Uh, they love what they do, and. I'm looking forward to being in their position. Who did you speak to at the Combine? Who brought you into their interview rooms? Uh, pretty much everybody. Every team on the board. We had informal and formal interviews, so 
we talked to all 32 teams, everybody at the Combine did, just to get uh, some preliminary background information. And then at Pro Day, more teams will be there and doing more in-depth interviews and chalk talk and then private workouts. So you spoke to every team at the, N- yes. at, at the scouting Combine? Yes. No kidding. Were you surprised that every team was interested in you? No, not really. Uh, for underclassmen, that's common because we haven't had the chance to go to the senior bowls and uh, we haven't had the chance to be scouted and whatnot during the off season leading up to our senior season. So every team still had to do their research on every single junior or redshirt sophomore at the combine. Right. Okay. Well, listen. Uh, I mean, it, it sounds like you're you're going with the flow here because a lot of other quarterbacks and who've been through this process begin to get uh, a little antsy. I know I'm speaking to you at the beginning of the process of it too, but mm-hmm. uh, it, it, it's a long six weeks between now and then with red flags, and you, you're going to hear about how some people loved your pro day, other people's didn't, and it it, it can be a very nitpicking process that gets to people. Oh it's, yeah, it sounds like you're, you're you're not you're not feeling that right now. Yeah, just you gotta you gotta have a kind of laid-back attitude throughout this whole process because there's going to be ups and downs. People are going to love you one day and then hate you the next day. And like you said, all you can control uh, is what you do on your pro day or on the football field and in your private workouts. And the teams are going to make their decisions as best for their organizations. Okay. And how'd you, how, how'd you, how'd you do in the Wonder Lick? I did not uh, find out our score at the combine, but we took – we have taken the Wonder Lick here at Athletes Performance, and that did uh, pretty well. well give one. me a, give me a, I, I have my score too. For, I did it three years ago. I got a forty-two no, on my first. You did one. not. I promise. <laughs> you did no such thing. Forty-two. I did. I did. I did pretty well. Did you pretty well. That's like that's better than than astrophysicist right there. <laughs> I did thirty-six. I had a thirty-six. That's good. Well, you're just being nice now because. <laughs> No. <laughs> <laughs> a 42 at the Wonderlick. Gosh darn it. And you think you did it as well at the at, at the one at the Combine? Yeah. yeah, I think I did close. Uh, you don't really know until you get the score oh. back, but I finished the majority of the questions and I felt pretty pretty confident oh, in it. Oh, man. 42 at the Combine, maybe first overall pick in the draft. You're 21 years old. You're living the dream, Blaine. Uh, I appreciate you, <laughs> I appreciate you calling in, and good luck to you as you move forward. And uh, and and I'm sure, as you told people at the Combine, you you believe you should you you're worthy of a first overall pick. I'm sure you've you've said that. Yes, sir. Thanks for calling in, Blaine. And I look yep, forward thanks, to meeting you in person and seeing you down the road on NFL Network. Sounds good. Blaine Gabbard, everybody, University of Missouri potential top pick in the draft and uh nick bakai joins us now on the rich eisen podcast presented by papa john's good to see you nick lovely to be here rich thanks for having me blaine gabbert just said moments ago he got a 42 on the wonderlick test out of 50 40 freaking that's good that's very good that's not ryan fitzpatrick no good that's not that's not harvard good but it's (laughs) definitely missouri good have have you ever seen what the wonderlick is you know i i remember taking a peek at it once and uh, I can't remember whether I took it or not. Did but. you? I took it uh, a couple of years ago. I got a thirty-six. Wow, which, that forty-three looks real good. Now let me you're... tell you something. That wow. It, and some of the questions. I have a couple of. Uh, I have a couple of questions here. Would you like to take a couple Hit of Wonderlick questions? This should be it's, it's difficult to be when you need. You don't <laughs> even see it. Uh, assume the first two statements are true. Is the final one true, false, or not certain? Those okay. are your choices. So the first two statements are true. The boy plays baseball. All baseball players wear hats. The boy wears a hat. True. The answer is true. Ha ha ha! Smoke. You're it. right. You're one for one. Drop the pencil. Admire your shot. <laughs> <laughs>
Then you get stuff the ninth month of the year is October, January, June, September, May. So uh, got, September. There you go. But you see, you have to think about that. Oh, you have, I to, do. You have to go uh, losing precious time on an easy precious one. time gets then, lost on. Then you that. get into geometry and uh, uh, and then uh, re- resent reserve. Do these words have similar meanings? Contradictory meanings mean neither the same nor opposite. Neither the same nor opposite. You're correct. Nick Bakai, you're Wordsmith. On that's for me. That's that's you're a fastball f- down the you're middle. You're in fuego, man. Just don't get me near numbers. Yeah, yeah. Here you go. A train is traveling twenty oh feet in one fifth of a second. At this same speed, how many feet will it travel in three seconds? Oh my God! I'm, I just uh, there you go. See, now we got the game show theme. This is literally right where I'm. You know, wow. One fifth for twenty. One fifth per second. Twenty feet. So how many? You know, then you have to figure out how many. So that's Fifths five times that's fifteen times twenty. I'm thinking that's yeah. See, the, this see, is really sorry, Nick I'm, I'm, I'm operating you a mouth play breather in the crawl. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm clearly <laughs> no longer going to be able to. They, they know now. I can't run the West Coast offense. <laughs> Three hundred feet is the answer because twenty uh, feet. You know, I was, there's, I was there's warming five my way there. Second. There you go. So that. And then you just keep on piling up and yeah. piling up and piling yeah. up. And then you see the, the then you look to your right and you see the genius quarterback whipping through yep. it. Yep. Pencils down. You start cold sweating yourself. I love it. Yeah. My father, Hungarian, and came mm-hmm. to the States, a brilliant neurosurgeon. Mm-hmm. He had to take some kind of compulsory exam for something so that they knew he wasn't some creepy commie or something. I don't know what it was. But <laughs> I remember he said the whole test, he was taking with a bunch of guys in the military Low-level guys, and the whole test, they were just sweating bricks, and he was flying through it until it came to how do you assemble a motor engine. <laughs> it was like, he's out, and Doug. they were like, finally, piece of cake, you know? <laughs> oh, man, Wonderlick, part of the, it's, it's the only sort of non-televised aspect of the scouting combine. We we because we get cameras everywhere. I know, but they they they're that's just one place that we we can't put a camera in, and rightfully so. I mean, you know, I mean, who wants to have a camera looking at you with the pressures it on? Wouldn't be the most dramatic TV either. That's you know, true. Just guys sort of scratching their chins and looking up, and or they, unless maybe it. they snap their pencil point, nice. and they don't have another one, and then they that's have to, drama. And now. They have to take. The other guy's pencil. Now it's football. <laughs> now it's football. That's right. Now you have to wrap, <laughs> take down. That's where football you actually you know, chop, chop on the arm release. There get you the go. Force the fumble. That's good. I like that. No, I, you went. The access is great. I'm an avid, uh, avid viewer. How much combine did you watch? Because again, it's it's, the, it's know, not for the well-rounded person. No, it's not. And uh, now that I'm a father, it's dicey. Hmm. You know. So I, I was TiVoing. I was grabbing here and there. Um, I I was live. However live it was, yes. first time you rolled out the uh, the bench press record, yeah. which is great. That I mean, was that, good. Getting into the weight room is great. That guy, who's the John guy? John Lott. Oh, boy. He's, I want him in my life. Let you me know? tell you, man. He when, when we first started covering the combine in 05, we were new to it completely. Yeah. I mean, uh, 04, we were there just with a couple of cameras. But 05 was the first time we came en masse, and we were given exclusive access for the first time. And we... Um, went in the weight and reps room and shot the, them doing just lifting bar, you know, 225. And we heard John Lott screaming and yelling at him over the bar. And, like, he would ask you if you're from Kansas, and then he would call you Toto for the rest of the time if you <laughs> went to the University of Canvas, Can- you know. And 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 um, he just went o- over the top, and we had to put a mic on him instantly. Oh, he was the first guy, was born. first guy we put a microphone on. I uh, buy it. And uh, it was great. And here's the thing I love about him. Even during the record 49 yeah. reps. Unbelievable. He's 
really disappointed he didn't get the 50. 50. You know, but he does, no matter what the guy does, if he disappoints or he sets the record by four, right. there's that, he's like, and then he's just, there's this look, I'm just, doggone it. And then he hugs and kisses the guy, thing. but he's, I know. he's so invested. He is, and, and, and he coaxes one rep after another out of him. So, yeah, there's Stephen Paya of Oregon State. With a 49, almost had the, the even 50, which is just remarkable. It was incredible. These feats of strength. It's like part of Festivus right there. <laughs> it's exactly right. It's, it's just incredible. And then the airing of grievances comes later on, I imagine, if you don't get drafted. But it is really uh, an amazing thing to, to see in person. I just wonder I'll what bet. it's like actually. People just email me during the thing saying it's hypnotic. That they, it is. They have no idea why they're watching people running around. Even the drills that are not so pyrotechnic, Right. there's something kind of... It is hypnotic. You find yourself almost soothed by them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also, I find myself, um, it's funny, this year, the big trick for me was when I was up early with my son, mm-hmm. 6 a.m., tricking him into watching it with me, saying, you know what, let, let's <laughs> put a, three stick a change. pin in Dora, the Explorer, <laughs> and let's watch stick some, you know, and, and try and get him invested. Like, how many, how many orange cones are there? Can you count them? You know? <laughs> Does Tom Coughlin look pissed off? <laughs> What you made you it scholastic? You made it a scholastic? I did my damnedest. And I'll tell you, the other thing I got obsessed with this year, <laughs> little detail things, is the, 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 the football on the stick mm. for the D-line drills. Yes. And, and different guys had different ways of, of hiking it. Mm. And there were some guys who were absolutely trying to mimic a sudden snap. Yeah, jerking I, it? I want a football on a stick so bad I now. Was, you know, that's one of the many things... That pops into my head when I'm sitting there anchoring, quote unquote, the coverage. The play by I'm the play by play voice of the combine. I feel like I'm 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 speaking in hushed golf tones. <laughs> and then and then it's just talking about somebody running track and field. It's track and field meets golf. And all this stuff pops into my head. And I almost did that because they went off on another tangent, Mayock and all these other guys, and yeah. it really wasn't didn't really work. But I, I wanted to say, where do I get a football on a stick. Yeah, and I was eyeballing I would, I them up close them. and high def, and they look jerry-rigged. They're rigged. It's so like, like guys you... go down to their basement, and they, they, I, it, and that football's worn out, too. Yeah, it's great. It's, it's old. old. It's not a Duke. It's not no, the Duke. It's, it's not the Duke. It's never, the Duke. It wasn't even the Duke on his best day. <laughs> it's the... And it's long past its best day, and it's on some you know broomstick. And yeah, it's, but, but the angle's perfect. I don't know. Right. I, I want one of them. My, I want one of them myself. Yeah. I was jealous. I, where do like? Do you go to a big five and get a football on a stick? Yeah. You have and, to go down to the combine store. Yeah. You can maybe it's get the one next step. Deep, next. Well, actually, the next step is deep fried football on a stick. <laughs> <laughs> deep fried football on a stick. Sign me up. I like it. So you, you're. Did it work with your kid? Did it work? Yeah, you know, counting he, cones. He, you know, you're, it's always sort of luck of the draw. There are days where it's just, you know, his way or the highway. But I got a lot of good combine viewing, and in the morning, I felt thrilled because it's out here in Los Angeles, six a.m. Yeah, That's an early wake it, up. It, six a.m. It's on. It's kind of perfect. And yeah, I just actually taught my son today, who's I guess five months younger than. How old's your son? He was uh, December. He turned three, so he's a three and two months. Three and two months. Yeah. You give him a shout out. What's his name? James. James David Bakai. There you go. Uh, so I, uh, my my son Xander, um, just taught him today because we put a new uh, digital clock in his room. Uh, Mater, the 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 tow truck from Cars, the movie Cars. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, tow yeah. Mater. Nice. Uh, he's on top of a. Di- I taught him today that until there's a seven on the clock. Oh, there's no, there's no waking, there's no getting up. Oh, that's good. Got to, if there's a six, six is sleep. 
Yes. Seven is no. That's no, a good no. threshold. What I, do you think? Oh, I love it because we're in, we're in kind of a 630 rut, 6, 630. Today, mm. I made it to eight and oh. because he had like his gym class last night. And he's just fried. And <laughs> I feel like a human being today. It's a, the difference between 630 uh, and eight. It's massive. Six and seven. You're a human being and you're a zombie. Monster big time difference. Huge. 8 a.m. You were, were you were you lounging or were you? I felt like I was 24 again. <laughs> I'm not kidding. There's a spring in my step. I, w- I wasn't hateful over coffee. <laughs> oh man! I lo- so will it work? Is the question though. The seven, the seven, and the six. I like I don't it. Know you know, work. there's some kind of you know. I think you got to make it um, mm-hmm. tie it to something cool. Mm. I find with James also, if it's mm. this, will make you stronger. What will make He's, you stronger? Whatever you want. That's how you sell it. Oof, that's mine. Is that is that James texting you? Saying, he says, hey, wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know how to get Wubsy on the TV. Get home. Uh, no, I I, uh, I think, you know, whatever the kid's into, it's like if you if he's into a point where he wants to be bigger, yeah. stronger, big boy, right. Make you can tell anything. We told James water makes him stronger. We told him. And how does it, so now he's peeing all the time? No. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, well, he needed a little more water in his diet because he was... Um, Laying some bricks, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> so, oh, goodness poor gracious. kid. And, um, this will haunt him now. This is new. By the way, this is we're breaking new ground on this podcast. I know. We've, I never, we've, never, we've never had to. But I, that's why I love having you on is we can go in any possible direction. So did you see, did you, uh, did you see anybody at the Combine that you're like, I want the Buffalo Bills to go and get that? I found myself, um, I'll tell you, it was all. I mean, the the top five, six mm. D linemen. Mm. That's what I kept coming back to, and I'd take any of them because I do think that's what we need. The quarterbacks make me so nervous. Um, you know, they we could use a quarterback of the future, but mm. but we've just been down so long. I'd rather see the team get better faster. I think Fitzpatrick seems to have done well with Chan Gailey. Do you so stick with him? I would. You think he wins a Super Bowl? Because that's what that's what it's all about. I know. I well, you know that's what? That's it. I mean, uh-huh. I mean, you're not about winning eight games, or maybe, hey, I'll let's steal one from the Patriots, or let's take one from the agreed, Jets. Or... Agreed. And I know that we need to get a good quarterback because we're in a division with Brady, and I think um, you know the Jets are looking pretty good long term there too. So, mm-hmm. but I uh, I don't know that I felt I don't I'm not feeling the quarterbacks. If I were feeling them more, I'd be more into it. Well, we again, we just had Gabbard on, and, and he and... knows, he knows. I saw him in the hall. <laughs> we just had Gabbard on, and this, you know, Mike Mike uh, Mayock has yet to really chime in with his mock draft. My yeah. two earlier guests, Charles Davis and Michael Lombardi, uh, Davis says Gabbard will be available for you. You don't take him; you go Daquan Bowers from Clemson. I do that. You take Spiller's old teammate. I, I think so. I, I, I like. You, I, do you take him? Would you? Fair, he says Fairley's off the board, but out of any of the other defensive ends, you take. Uh, you go Bowers. You take him. I think so. I think he's looking like he might be. I mean, look at what Sue did last year. Mm-hmm. We could use that. I, I mean, you know, you're right. We may not win a Super Bowl without with Ryan and mm-hmm. quarterback. However, we haven't stopped the run in a decade. And, I mean, it's really bad. I watch every game. I, I, it's like it's like Route 66 right up the middle of the mm-hmm. Bills defense. So, yeah, I'd be thrilled with that pick. So you'll take that. Uh, Lombardi says Gabbert's off the board. Then he, then uh, Marcel Darius of Alabama will mm-hmm. go to the Broncos, meaning the rest of the entire football world is open to you. And he says mm. the Bills go and get Cam Newton. Yeah, I. I what do you, you think know, about that, Nick? I, I, I think it's. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I I worry about 
Cam Newton. I think he's uh, impressive, but it's going to take years for him to mm. be. Uh, I think it's going to take a developmental period, and I also think, um, I don't know, just these guys who haven't done it more than one year. Uh, Bills have picked a lot of guys. They've had bad drafts recently, right? And a lot of the guys they picked are guys who had a good year, and um, you know. I, I would like to see a guy who's got more experience. That's, I would lean more Gabbert than Newton if we're going QB. You know, that's what everyone thinks, that he's more polished in that Pro respect. Ready. Pro ready. Yeah. People think that that might be the way to go. Yeah. But you, you want to go defensive line. If you had I really your, do. If you could tie Chan Gailey down and, <laughs> uh, and, and your general manager down, yes. that's who you'd take. Yeah, we don't have a pass rush, and we can't stop the run, and we'll never win a Super Bowl with those, no matter if we have Johnny oh, Unitas boy. playing quarterback, so... I, that's what I think, you know. Speaking of Brady, what did you think of his uh, his new hairstyle? <laughs> it was gorgeous, dreamy. Uh, no, I love Brady. <laughs> his hair's been an issue for over a year now, in one form or another. People cannot take their eyes off of his hair and stop talking about his hair. And I have a theory. I have a theory that you know most quarterbacks are married to somebody who the, they're the alpha, right? Mm. They may have married. A college sweetheart. They were, the, they were the guy, and they married somebody, and they're not getting chicked. You know what I mean? When your wife chicks your wardrobe and yeah. just says, no, 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 no. And all of a sudden, you're wearing a sweater, and you're like, what the hell just happened? <laughs> yes. You know? And, and Tom Brady's getting chicked, and that's what the hair is all about to me. And the fact is, his wife is par. You know, his wife makes as much money as he does. If she's not more. As famous as he is. And... You know, she's over in Europe half the time where they don't even know what football is. I mean, Brady's like, you know, you know, she, he's coming home. She's like, oh, no, not the crew cut. No. <laughs> we must have some fun with your hair. And in the off season, he always seems to have something funny hair going on. I think he's just pleasing the wife. And, well, and, and, and can you blame him? No. I mean, can you blame him? No. But I love he doesn't that. make bad decisions. This is a fascinating, uh, I've not heard this analogy and this theory before, Nick. I think you're onto something here that, that most quarterbacks are the alpha yeah. of the relationship. Name a quarterback who has a par wife mm. in terms of money, fame, whatever. Right. And, can't and, think of one. And so, therefore, they can't get, as you call it, chicked. Mm-hmm. But Tom Brady can. Yeah. Peyton Manning, all, in the entire offseason, he can hang around the house in those goofy, high-waisted <laughs> coaching shorts <laughs> and flip-flops. What's his wife going to say? You know? <laughs> But on, Giselle, on her, we're Under Armour to dinner with her. What's she going to do? <laughs> <laughs> but Giselle, no, she's got she's, she's got juice in the that's room. Right, they're dining with you know Yves Saint Laurent and the Rive Ghost. And what where, do you think Brady's now, what thinking? What do you do, Mister Brady? You know what do you do? He's so cute. Where did you find him? Right. Oh, he's adorable. Look, he's and, and, but the the ponytail is just a that's a different ball of wax. The ponytail is also but funny. Where, if you can't go to Rio de Janeiro and yeah. hang out amongst a billion people and thing. do your own thing, it's this where viral world we live in. Tom Brady said, "You know what? It's not like I did it at a chowder house. You know, I'm in Rio <laughs> trying right. to get my freak on. That's right. He didn't he didn't go across the street from Fenway Park to the <laughs> what the Caskin Flagon that's or it. Jillian's or whatever the heck yeah. they got across there and just stroll in <laughs> with a bunch of." Uh, you know, Celtics fans. And even then, it's it's a little... If you look at the original Boston Patriot helmet logo, the guy... Yeah. That's back when... Pat Pat the Patriot. Pat the Patriot. Uh-huh. He's got the tricorn. He's, you know, he could easily be sporting mm. one of those, you know, Paul Revere ponytails back there. But he wasn't being chicked. No, he wasn't. Pat, you can't... Pat the Patriot Pat, couldn't be Pat chicked. was renowned to have never married, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> he he roomed with the old Buccaneers guy. Is that right? Yeah, there were rumors, but you know, they who They played knows? the fife together. 
<laughs> different times. Different times. Different times. There are different times. What do you think of uh, Tiki Barber? What are your thoughts on, on Barber just suddenly deciding to, to come back? I think it's really depressing. You think it's depressing? I think it's really depressing. Um, if you're out of the game four years, we were talking about it earlier. It's four years. That's a long time. Mm. And I just feel like he blew his world up pretty bad. And it to me, the first thing I felt when I heard the story, and I know nothing, mm-hmm. but I just had that kind of gut punchy feeling of like, someone needs money. Well, or I mean, someone, you know, and I, I, I think that's creepy. In terms of making a living, you can't beat the National Football no. League for for. For uh, for for money, yeah, know, in that respect, exactly. You know, I mean, in terms of a salary, uh, the TV world isn't going to pay nearly as much as that. And certainly, if the you know, Chris Law, our producer, get 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 the worm on the phone. Nice. Get call the work call the work number call the work number. I got to get his take on this. Yeah, he, all things Giants on on that because with because with the uh, with with Tiki, I'm sure he's got some because Tiki also as well has a. He's got a, a there's a love hate relationship with Tiki Barber and oh, the yeah. Giant fans. Oh, definitely. You know, and it was almost always love. And then when he left the Giants the year before their World Championship season mm-hmm. and bl- put Eli on blast the first minute he became part of the paparazzi, right? That's when you know <laughs> a lot of there was. That's where the hate sort of came in. Yeah, and it's interesting because a lot of ex players are criticized for withholding opinion. Right. He didn't do that, but uh, I know, and and you know. His brother's still thriving and playing great football. Well, that's what he's saying. Now that was the, that was the, the the that's the reasoning of what he said about coming back. Yeah, which you're, you're the, the way you're looking at me right now, tugging on your uh, Dunkin' Donuts <laughs> co- venti that you've got there that you, that you believe that's a cover story that he he saw how much fun his brother's having. You know that Rondé is having, yeah. and that's that's the reason why he's coming back. Yeah, you know it's, and, and, and I don't know, thirty-six-year-old running backs who haven't played in four years. I, do you, I, I don't feel like he's going to have a buyer. I really don't. Well, it's not going to be the Giants. I think they're releasing no. him. I think Nick Bakai, who you, you you know this man very well. Uh, welcome back to the Rich Eisen podcast, Jason Worms, or the the G-Man fan that we all know and love, the Worm. What are your thoughts on uh, on Tiki Worm? I think if he's, he reminds me of a, of a washed-up boxer, you know, like an Evander Holyfield who is looking for another payday. But the problem is he's not going to get a payday. Uh, I agree. I don't think I, – I, who's going to go out and, and spend any money on him? Yeah. Um, Incentive-laden deals. Incentive-laden deals. I, I guess. I mean, it's a really bizarre thing. It's like we're – you know, all the talk about the pounding and the, um, the concussions and the injuries and the after-effects of playing – Eight, ten, twelve years in the National Football League. I mean, it's been on the front burner in this league for so for the entire year. It's a major thing from the players' union. It's a major thing that Roger Goodell's dealing with. And now we got a guy who, who did that, walked away, and is willing to jump back into it five years or four and a half years after he spent, you know, twelve or fourteen years doing it. It makes no sense. Well, it's his prerogative. Well, here's oh, it out. is. Well, here's how it makes sense. I mean, let, let's be honest. His TV career didn't go nearly as well as right. he hoped. I mean, he had a big start. Big boom, because he, he, he was a New York star, New York yeah. sports star, very yeah. telegenic, intelligent, mm-hmm. presentable. And they were even, it was not just sports. No, he went on you the know, Today Show. He had a dimensional career. I know. So it just, but it didn't go. I don't know what happened to it. Yeah. It didn't go over I think well. the, I the other stuff, the personal stuff. Yeah, also and then made, made, a, made it very difficult to hire somebody with, you know, with, with yeah. a storyline that, 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 that would come with. So why not go back and play? football 
It's that, go with it's, God. It's go with that, God, Tiki Barber. It's that or, you know, do a Vince McMahon event. I mean, you know, what, what are the options? <laughs> I, don't, I, don't know if Tiki, I don't know if Tiki could do it. I don't see Tiki He doesn't even have that heat, you know? What do you think, Worm? I, I, I think he'd be, you know, he, if he was like Mr. Wrestling number three. That'd be good. <laughs> Put on a mask, <laughs> and he would like, end up with a crimson mask. He'd get the you know Dusty Roads would come in with the nice. with the Dusty with the elbow to the head. The American Dream, Dusty Roads. Oh, now I, mean, I want, now I now I want it to happen. Don't get me just started got me with the Gordon Sully stories. I got plenty of them. <laughs> oh, nice. So, Worm, uh, you, you're taking a very sort of, uh, from what I could tell, a very pragmatic view of your, your melancholy view of Tiki Barber's coming back <laughs> and returning. I thought, I mean, I thought there'd be a little bit more New York G-men bile in this. Uh, this I don't. There's really. I mean, he, look, the guy did average like 105 yards his final year. He, he was incredible after Coughlin. In that memorable game, the last game of the year, 2002, they're playing the Eagles. They hang 500 yards on the Eagles, and they win like 10-7 in overtime only because, because Akers choked the 30-yard field goal uh, away. And it was – he fumbled the ball like five times in that game. I mean, it was – I remember oh, – here's the story. I'm in a room. <laughs> we're interviewing Chris Sims for – when I was working at uh, Fox at the time, we're interviewing Chris Sims – and he and I are watching the game, and I'm losing my mind, obviously. And he thinks, you know, <laughs> look at this guy, complete idiot. And, like, can you – and I was like, the whole game, I'm like, we're watching the whole second half. Go, Have you ever seen anybody fumble the football more than this guy? I was losing my mind. But Coughlin got to him, right? Coughlin got to him. With the whole five points of pressure, you know, thing. he always would hold and, the ball you know, up against sort of like his clavicle. He did not, not, not till after that game. Right. That no, no, I know that. They, they they decided that. But here's here's the shocking part of that story that we just heard, Nick Bikai, that somebody who didn't know the worm watched the worm watch a giant <laughs> eagle game and thought that he had lost all sense of his yeah, thought it, well, That's thought, odd. I just that's kept thinking, when I, that was the moment when Chris Sims really got uh, a nice peek into what his dad was up against. <laughs> <That's> right? <laughs> or his flashbacks to his horrible childhood <laughs> memories of his dad getting F-bombed. I, I will right. say this. When I, was on, when I was on college radio in New York, at, at WNYU in New York, many moons ago, WNYU. when I had lots of hair, I had, we had a talk show on Monday nights that we rotated the, us through, and I no. remember saying, I remember saying, there's no way the Giants will ever win a Super Bowl with 11 as quarterback. With Phil Simms. Oh, boy. I, do we, I, do we, wait a minute. So what was your name? Was Were you the say. worm? Did you go as the <laughs> no, worm? Was no, no, no. It was just me. No, it was me. I was, I, was, I was so out of control, they threw me off the air. <laughs> I was suspended for two weeks because I, I went after a caller. I just went you were completely mental after a caller. You were suspended for what made Chris Russo famous, it's right? A, you, were, yeah. you were ahead of your time. Yes. I, I mean, I would completely Like all the greats. Like all the greats. If you're, you're, they're ahead of their time. Didn't you also host the Quiet Storm on that on WNYU? <laughs> no, but, but I, I will say this: I was, I did, a, I did the, the news updates every night, or the sports updates at seven twenty-five, and there, there was a show called the New Afternoon Show. And this is a show was like the cult show of radio shows in New York. Everybody came into our studios. The Smiths, the Smithereens. Wow. Uh, this group called Scraping Fetus Off the Wheel. That was the name of the group. Popular college, all these huge college bands. How did Scraping Fetus not make it to the top? And they would, they would smoke whatever they were smoking. They got and suspended they'd play, for two weeks. And I'd be on the back end doing a sports. as a sports goon. And, and it was 
It was crazy. Dear, and wow. here's Jason Wormser with the update. That's yeah. basically yes, we were to the update. We, were, and, and, and we had no idea what was going on in that studio. That's Look, great. Musically or inhaling. And, and, do you, do you, <laughs> um, and you said that they could never win a Super Bowl with Phil Simms. At yeah, that is, that is true. I did say that. It, was, it is on I tape. I probably have the tape it. at home somewhere. I would love to hear that tape one time. All right, so you're you're you're. I'm cool with Tiki coming back. I'm excited. I think it would be neat to see because someone's gonna someone's gonna. Do you sign see him up. if he if he ends up why you know, coming Tampa back? It's going to be fascinating to watch. Why wouldn't Tampa sign him and have him as a third down back? Right, mm-hmm. just as to start, you're the third down back because you know he's going to know protections. He's smart enough to know. Yep, and he's he's he, he he was one of the most fundamentally sound players of of his generation. Let's be very honest. Until he fumbled the ball. Yeah. Uh, other than that. And um, it's where it's and he's with his brother. You can sell yep. tickets that we've got the twins here, and he could tell Legarrette hmm. Blunt uh, what what it's like to to be in, in every down back in the National Football League. And that, Cadillac Williams is there too. You're selling me on it. Why wouldn't the Tampa Bay yeah. Buccaneers take a flyer like that? At the, minimum, well. at the minimum, I think at the minimum he'll get he'll get plenty of takers. But if he's going to want, right? I, I agree. It's got to be incentive late and all that. Yeah. Playing time and 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 whatever stats he gets. Why wouldn't they do something like that? Yeah, I guess it's a matter of who needs that guy, who needs that veteran third down back. But do you see, do you see how the G-men with with the owner uh, involved in all of these discussions, one of the co-owners involved in all the discussions, and and there's no real football business going on right yeah. now. They even felt compelled to put out a press release wow. saying, well, he, "He, you know, he's with us, but he won't. And we just can't release him go, yet because of what God. the rules are yeah, right now." Right. That'll the, be the, the, G-men, the G-men cut that that storyline off right at the knees. Yeah. And like yeah. the other interesting thing is when is when Plaxico comes back, and I think he's going to get a lot of takers. That's the guy who's going to get takers all over the place. I agree. Why not? You take a look at what Michael Vick, how he comes yep. back from from That's the right. second chance, and if he can just do what he does in the end zone. That's a great guy to have on your team, right. even if he's even if he's not the wheels he was, whatever. But if he can just with that reach, you know, lobs into the end zone, no, he's no. worth it. Just no, just just moving forward, uh, permit and holster. That's it. Move yep. forward <laughs> when you're off when you're off in your own time. I got a question for Bakai. Permit and holster. Those are just very important. A couple of things. Can I throw a question out to very Nick Bakai? Jeff, please go ahead. Sure. Yeah. How, how's your guy Cam Newton doing? Is he going to be your court? Is he going to be your pick? We already hit on that, but revisit. Uh, I'm not into it. I, I, I appreciate it. I, you know, look, if, if here's the deal. I actually think Buddy Nixon and Chan Gailey will, if they end up picking a QB at three, I have faith that they're, they know what they're doing. Um, and I know they've shown a lot of interest, but it, it's smokescreen time, fellas. Mm. Who knows what's real? Um I just, you know what, I, I, I was saying to Rich earlier, I'd rather see them pick one of the elite D linemen because I'm not particularly enthralled you with the You've got to get Brady. You've got to go get him. you got to. Yeah. And, and, and Sanchez. Yeah. These are guys that you need to put down on the turf. Yeah, you can't. got to go and get him. We, we have zero pass rush. And you got to get him. Newton, I, as a Bills fan, I probably speak for Bills Nation a little bit here. After Aaron Maben, you know, guys who oh, had no, one no. great year. Now, it's not fair comparing him to a guy who won the national championship as a quarterback. I'm really not. But but I know that I'm gun-shy with guys who haven't done it a couple of years. Just show me that you're really a football player over a period of time. Because, uh, you know, the, the Bills are weird, though. You know, the Bills have they've picked two quarterbacks in the first round, and mm-hmm. they've never used their first pick on a quarterback, ever. If you just look at the culture of the franchise, Jim Kelly was a first-rounder, but not their first pick that year. Uh, same goes for J.P. Lossman, 
who we traded up for, and then next year could have had Aaron Rodgers. Whatever. Hey, hey now. Hey oh, now. Right. Ouch in my pouch. Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so the culture historically, maybe it's a Ralph Wilson thing. I don't know. But they're not big on the QBs in the first round. Mm. Um, but, you know, and, and you can also make the strong case that we haven't had any excitement at that position since Jim Kelly. So maybe I it's I think time. you could make the, the airtight case. <laughs> <laughs> Forget strong. Strong is too weak a word. You know, it's been an, uh, Who do you want to see for the Giants, Worm? Uh, I would like a tackle. I, like a, uh, I would like a right tackle. Uh, Gabe Karimi might be around at, uh, where they're picking, maybe. That would be a very nice addition for them. They're they're getting old. Uh, they may want to get you know they're probably going to Mitch Petras, they, they the kid who lifted like forty five times yes. at the uh, combine last year. That's whose record got broken. May yeah, get a shot at uh, cracking into the lineup this year. They really need to get better. There. They need an athletic linebacker. They desperately need a playmaker at linebacker, especially yes, they do. maybe maybe wow. strong side on it. Uh, I, I they just they haven't had. I mean, Antonio Pierce is a really good linebacker, a real quality leader. But they've never, I mean, it's been years since they've had an impact guy. Mm-hmm. And if they could get one guy like that to be an impact player, I mean, with the, with the depth they have at defensive line there, that's going to be pretty nasty. That's going to be difficult to defend, you know, to, to go after every week. So, so that's what, really what I like to see from them. Did, the you, first two picks. did you shut the door to your office to have this conversation? Oh, yes. <laughs> do people knock on the door, Mr. Worms, or do they know that? Do you have an? Do you have an? My door is always open. Policy there. My door is generally f- open. I think yeah. it's like college when there's a sock on the door handle. You know that. <laughs> you know that the, the worm is blogging. The worm is podcasting. Something's up. Oh, you can't keep this man down. I keep. I keep I, the doors generally open. Okay. Like today, the t- like today because because Spurs is playing in a massive. Champions League match mm. that I just I have to keep it closed because I could be yelling. Well, it won't matter if I yell; everyone's going to hear. So oh, I will be yelling at some point. Okay. Well, good. You bring passion, Worm. That's, that's what. Right. That's 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 why you are who you are. You have sand in your pants, and damn. and you're the only person I know of that got suspended from a college radio station. <laughs> <laughs> that does work. For it's the truth. truth. All right, Worm. Thanks for uh, thanks for answering the phone when we call. We appreciate it. You got it. Take care, guys. All right. That's it. That's Jason Worms of the Worm calling in from the Fox Soccer Channel to chime in on his Giants. One and only Worm. I know. The man brings... He's the one who made the Hollywood Fantasy Football League sing, along with Craig Ellenport in New York City. That's right. Ellenport held down the fort on the the East Coast from the NFL.com and from the NFL Network, the Worm. That's right. He was the force behind it. (laughs) Good to see you, Nick Bakai. That was a fun time. Rich. Good to I, I, please come back anytime. Anytime you want. The zookeeper is coming out. Zookeeper is coming it's out. Not the zookeeper, just zookeeper. Zookeeper. Yep, it's uh, coming out in the next summer. And that's 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 our, our boy Kevin James. Kevin James, big Jet fan. Yes, he is. He you wrote Mall Cop. Yeah, we we, we collaborated him, on Mall right? Cop and we collaborated on Zookeeper, and uh, that's coming out this this, this summer. Summer it's going to be a big summer movie. And you are. In it? You <laughs> I and have your a, lovely wife, Robin? Uh, my lovely wife, Robin, uh, has a, a cameo appearance in a couple of scenes as a, uh, uh, a vet, an a adorable female well, vet. All of the sports world, with, all of the sports world misses Robin's presence. I know. Presence. It's been a while. And she'll be in scenes with Rosario Dawson, so it's a double dip. <laughs> <laughs> and she plays what in this, in this She's film? She's a, a vet at the, um, the vet. Zoo, uh, clinic. And, you know? and who are you? <laughs> I play the uh, somewhat <laughs> mentally challenged icy cart guy um, at the zoo. 
the an IC, ICEE card guy. IC, that, exactly. That, that ICEE, IC, yeah. Slushies. Okay. Yeah. The slushy card yeah, guy. Yeah. I just saw your Seinfeld episode. Just oh, a, no a, kidding. Yeah. It, uh, my wife and I, we watch the Seinfeld uh, re-airs almost every night we I can, possibly. Yeah. The second kid is 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 has rearranged, however, the, the, the bedtime. Scenario. Oh yeah, so, I haven't yeah. watched. But the other night, I saw your That's your nice. your Seinfeld. Episode. That's an amazing thing about being on a show like that. Just once, but it's in perpetuity. How long ago was that? Wait, that's uh, playing I mean, Elaine's was, boyfriend, right? Elaine's boyfriend. It's the smelly car where she can't get the smell of the valet's bo out of her hair, and it breaks <laughs> us up essentially. And that was oh, man. I think that was my first or second year in L.A. So this is like ninety three. Man, it's a long time now. <laughs> you and Warburton, the whole there's a whole there's a whole legion of people who played Elaine. Yeah, Friends. yeah. I think I was back when she couldn't keep a guy for more than one episode. That's too bad. I know. So so been, you could have been the putty. Luck. You could have been know, the putty. Hey, listen, time exactly. Just like the worm years ago, <laughs> and he just waited <laughs> a year or two. He'd be on FAN to this day. Timing right? is absolutely everything. That's great. Good to see you. You too, Rich. Thank you. You bet. The one and only Nick Bakai joining me here on the Rich Eisen podcast, presented by Papa John's. Want to also thank. Blaine Gabbert for calling in. His Twitter is at Blaine Gabbert. Very simple. Uh, also want to thank uh, Michael Lombardi and Charles Davis for coming here. Are you on Twitter, Nick Bakai? I am not. You, oh, that is a uh, absolute hole in your resume. You I would be a, superb oh, thank you. I, at it. The wife Seriously. just got into it, and I'm thinking about it, but I also got to do a it. terrible communicator. It's, so. No, 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 no. You're hilarious. You're a writer. 140 characters is a challenge. Right. That you would, I think, you you got to do it. A haiku Get on it. challenge. Get on it. All right. Get, uh, please. It, you're, you're made for it. Okay. And during football season, yeah. you have to watch it, though, because it's like, it's like um, alcohol. It's I know. Like, it's like beer goggles. It'll make you do and say stuff that I you normally wouldn't do. I just see a lot of people do. wish they could like, lasso oh, that thought balloon and pull it back The whole Jay Cutler in. thing I is know. a perfect example of yeah. it. But I, I had to watch people him. People blurt. It's blurting. It's blurting. See, there you go. I, I would, uh, or bleeding. I guess, if you put Bleeding. the tweet in there. That's good. I, I mean, I, I had to, st- uh, watching Michigan football games the last couple oh, years, I had to hide the blackberry. Check yourself, yeah. yeah. Otherwise, I'd be the old man on the porch screaming and yelling and saying <laughs> stuff that I, I would regret the next day. It's just like alcohol. But you should get on that. I'll you try should. that. So, all right, all right, Nick, I'm, not on Twitter. I'm on Twitter, at Rich Eisen. Also, go to my Facebook page, uh, uh, facebook.com slash Rich Eisen. I'm also on com as well. Check out all the photographs that I... Uh, then I uh, tweet out and Facebook out and all sorts of neat stuffs on there, too. Uh, I want to thank Chris Law. I want to thank Sarah Yount. I want to thank uh, Mike Del Tufo for also helping arrange everything here on the Rich Eisen podcast presented by Papa John's. going to try and do this every week. We will be back next week. Peter King is going to join me. Marshall Falk will be in nice. studio with Kara nice. Henderson. Good times still to come here on the Rich Eisen podcast. Again, good to see you, Nick. Too. For the moment, signing out from NFL Media Headquarters in Los Angeles. Stay listening.